Welcome to the Elijah Fire Podcast, where we jump into issues of today with faith and freedom instead of fear. And now here's your host, Jeff Tharp. What is up, everybody? Welcome to Elijah Fire, episode 313. Today is Friday, September 29th, 2023. Why are we late, Jeff? That's a fantastic question, and I've been seeing theories, Rachel, in the comments. <laughs> a couple of reasons, a nice bouquet of reasons. Uh, number one, uh, Harmony's computer had de- decided to update right as she was signing in, so we pushed it back a little bit, but that is not the only reason. I have been gone pretty much most of the day. We went and bought a new car. Yay. Very exciting. Super blessing. Um, but it was one of those things that it sounded like it was going to take a certain amount of time and it took double what I thought. So I literally got into, uh, back to my place and like, just, uh, just like power slid into the parkings. I didn't do that. Mom, I didn't do that. Um, but, uh, right when I normally sign in, which is 20 till. And so I'm like running around plugging things in getting ready um we're here though guys we're here it's gonna be a really great episode i'm super excited if you guys are listening on spotify and you are not yet subscribed to the elijah fire podcast yet give us a follow that'll really help us yet uh, help us out over there give us an honest review all that good stuff that helps us get exposure and you can even share this with other people that you like you know i think you don't have to listen to five days a week because people listen to a lot of podcasts i get it okay i do um but you can just give it give this one a listen harmony klingenmeyer give this one a listen i think you'll really i think you'll find it scrumptious um yeah so uh you guys we really appreciate you guys your support your reviews all that good stuff your encouragement um, all that stuff. Uh, we just so appreciate it. And you guys are super kind, super great. We love our little community that we've built over the years here. Uh, so also I want to do this. I haven't said this in a while. If any of you guys need prayer, just, we got a lot of great able-bodied spirit-filled believers would love to pray for you. Just make your needs known. Just say, Hey, I can't really go into details. I'm going through such and such, and you're going to get prayed for uh, so, um, it's a great way to connect with people too. So there you go. Also Elijah fire or Elijah slash donate is how you guys donate. That keeps this whole thing moving and grooving all that good stuff. Um, I, if you know, I'm a little excited. It's Friday. I'm adding a little bit of extra English to everything that I say and do, uh, today. Cause it's just, uh, I'm, I'm excited. I'm also excited about the car. That's exciting. Um, it's just, yeah, very exciting stuff. Uh, anyways, it, when you guys donate to elijahstreams.com slash donate, of course it keeps the, you know, this whole thing moving, but we also do the amazing water well efforts. Um, so, uh, we're going to play a quick video to show you guys. Did you know, I'm going to play it again. I'm going to play it again. Did you know that you yourself can go and do mission trips through show mercy international? <gasps> what Jeff? Yes, you can. Very exciting. So I'm going to play a quick testimony from Kiera, who is an Elijah Streams viewer. I'm sure she's seen Elijah Fire a couple of times, but she's an Elijah Streams viewer. And uh, she shares her testimony of going and seeing these wells, the wells dedica- well dedications, all that good stuff. Take it away, Kiera. Hello, uh, my name is Kiera Culpepper, and 
uh, I just want to take a few minutes to send a very special thank you uh, to Elijah's Dreams and founder Steve Schultz and his wife Doreen. I never dreamed that Elijah's Dreams would have the impact in my life and in my family that they've had, um, but they have really been a tremendous blessing these past few years. And I never thought that just by simply sowing into the many ministries that Elijah Streams is involved in, for instance, clean water, um, their work that they're doing here in Uganda would result in me having a lifetime opportunity to actually come to Africa and serve in Uganda and see their work firsthand and the lives um, that they're impacting and changing for the kingdom. I have seen clinics being built. I have seen villages transformed, lives impacted and changed as a result of the clean water wells um, that they partnered with uh, organizations like Show Mercy to build. Um, I've seen lives changed and many give their lives to Jesus. I've seen church plants started um, and discipleship going on all because um, such an important need was met in providing them with clean water and giving them an opportunity to see firsthand the love of Jesus uh, in action. Thank you, Elijah Streams, for not just giving me the opportunity to sow into something so important, but uh, for being instrumental in me, me having an opportunity to have a lifelong dream fulfilled. My life is forever changed because of this opportunity. And I know that the lives of those here in Uganda are being forever changed as well. God bless you. And showmercy.org is how you guys can uh, get connected with Show Mercy uh, and go on a trip yourself. So again, it's showmercy.org. Check it out. Go. I always say people need to go to a developing country. If you hung out in first world type countries, um, uh, it's really important to get out side of that bubble and see things from a different perspective. Um, number one, it shows you just how blessed we are in America. Um, it's wild. Um, and, you know, like we were talking yesterday to John Rutke and he was saying, touch so many people around the world and where, where would you move if you could? They're like, I'd want to move to America. And that's the, that's the view outside of America. I know there's a big anti-America push not here, baby. Uh, I'm having for those who are listening. I've got an American flag mug. It's also National Coffee Day, by the way. So drink up, my hearties. Uh, but yeah, so I think it's really important to to go and see from a different perspective. Really puts even if it's just guys. If you live in California and you haven't gone to even the Tijuana area, um, seeing the living conditions there, that puts things into perspective. Even I remember when I was 18, I went down there on a mission trip. I was like, whoa, dude uh way different so anyways i digress all right guys we got a lot of really good stuff today um and i know you guys love this guest i do too she's a prophetic teacher revivalist director of equipping at river of life church in minnesota uh let's give it up for our guest and friend of the show harmony klingenmeyer what's up director of equipping best introduction ever just yeah. such an awesome job introducing people he Get makes people you feel up. like you're the most important person in the world you are right now in my world most important priority number one yeah oh, so how so are funny. things it's been last time you last time we had you on this show 
you had just moved to Minnesota, but since then a lot has changed. Talk about that for a second. Oh, well, I really want to release some testimonies. I've experienced so much incredible breakthrough, and there's been some really specific things that the Lord has done in me. And the scripture really paints a picture of who the prophet is, and the prophet is always a prophetic picture to the body of Christ. Hmm. So things happen in a prophet's life on purpose because God wants the body of Christ to receive a message. And we live it first and it manifests in our lives first and it becomes bread to us. And we prepare it then for our families. And then we walk in it, we live in this revelation and then we teach it and impart it. And so I've had some really incredible um, personal revelations that have become public words that I wanna release today. And the first one is about demonic judgments. The Lord has done an incredible healing in my marriage since we came back to the Midwest. Yeah, come on. You know, what's, what's so interesting is sometimes when you leave an environment, so we, Scott and I, eight years ago, we left the Midwest and went to Oregon and, um, the influence of what had been in our lives, some pretty dark, broken, demonic things that were operating in our lives, they began to lessen. Their influence began to lessen when we obeyed the Lord and we moved across the country. And a lot of that has to do with regional principalities. Mm -hmm. Um, And in different arenas, different areas, you have different uh, ruling principalities. And so uh, in Oregon, there were things that we were, we walked in freedom. We got healing from, we got restoration. We were planted in a beautiful church home that brought us healing and so much freedom. And then the Lord used us in that space to parent a a generation of children and to train us and teach us and, and plant us in our sonship and our daughterhood. So beautiful. And then he said, now I need you to take everything that I just produced in your life, daughter, back to the Midwest. I need you to take it back to the The heartland. Yes. Mm -hmm. The land of your forefathers, right? That was the word that Krista Alicia prophesied over me. She said, you fulfilled your assignment. You're released from your assignment and God is calling you back to the land of your forefathers. Mm -hmm. And that was confirmation about what the Lord was already speaking to me personally. And so we came back here and immediately the the principalities the demonic spirits tried to bring us back into agreement with what we had been in agreement with before we left and what's interesting is there were many things there was absolutely no no doorway so we you know those portals were closed burned and they didn't exist anymore and so those things weren't able to come back they weren't able to reattach themselves but there were a couple of specific things in my life and in scott's life but that's his his story to tell him tell right. my story um that god wanted me to experience freedom from wow and yeah. and so one of them was demonic judgments against my marriage and against my husband hmm. and you know scott is an amazing man and he is completely different than me. We're opposites in every way. So he's rough where I'm smooth. He's quiet where I'm a speaker. He's yeah. rational where I'm emotional, right? Uh-huh. He's an action man. I'm a word woman. 
So we're very different in personality and very much we need each other. God created the covenant on purpose. Because of that, sometimes I have held an opinion that actually was put on me by others. Interesting. And we'll 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 leave those people unnamed because we bless yeah. them. And were you aware of that at the time, or was it something that was a revelation to you? Going, hold on, this actually is put well, on. It, it was both known to me and it was revelatory. Okay. Because yeah. what happened is um, I immediately came under demonic attack through some specific voices in my life that hadn't had access to me for eight years. And then all of a sudden these voices had access and I wanted to have relationship with these people, right? I wanted to come in with the love of Jesus and just have relationship. And I experienced immediate and severe rejection. Mm -hmm. And very strategic rejection. And it wasn't just of me. It was also of my husband. And for three days, I was in Elijah. So I was not happy. I was sad. I was mm -hmm. Elijah. Woe is me. Like, mm -hmm. Bella's after me. She's she's chasing me, right? And, and I had forgotten. Really, I forgot who I was for a moment. I forgot. I was just in a deep sadness because of rejection. And what happened was I went back to Oregon to minister for a week and a half. And the moment I flew out of Minnesota, all of the weight, all of the oppression that the, the powers in the second heaven had been pressing down on me to try to limit my authority fell away. And oh. I knew immediately, I knew, oh, Oh, it's the principalities. They are intimidated by me and they're trying to shut me down before I even get started. But it's never about them. It's always about me because I'm the one with the authority. Mm -hmm. We're the ones with the authority. The principalities are just pawns. Yeah. And they've all been, all the authority that they had before Christ rose has been arrested from them and given to the children of God. And so because of this, I knew I needed to look at me and not be angry at and give my attention to the devil. Okay. And so I just asked Papa immediately, okay, Papa, where have I come into agreement with some lies? And I allowed him to begin to do some inner healing with me personally, right? And that's what we're going to talk about today. We're going to be talking about how to walk in personal deliverance and family deliverance. So I'm doing yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. I was doing that with myself. I was saying, Abba, come show me where have I come into agreement with a lie? Mm. And um, he he did show me rejection that that one I kind of knew I recognized right away. But what's interesting is after I broke my agreement and bound that spirit and cast it out and refilled that space with the Holy Spirit, I still had this tape of pain playing in my mind and I couldn't I would say no I would resist it because that's the scripture says we should resist the devil yep. and he will flee from us but you see there was a submission issue that, that scripture actually says therefore submit to God uh -huh. yeah yeah resist the devil and he will flee from you mm -hmm. and I didn't recognize yet but I was about to that I still had an unrepented thing going on in my heart mm. that Papa wanted to set me free from. And so because the tape was still playing, 
I just turned back to Papa and I said, I think there's something more that I don't, I don't see Papa God. Can you, can you show it to me? What is it that's, um, that I'm still in agreement with here? And that's when the revelation came. He said, daughter, you have been in agreement with demonic judgments against your marriage, against your husband and against, uh, your, you know, even yourself Hmm. and your household for your entire marriage. Because there were some very specific lies spoken over us right before we got married that threw me into confusion, threw me into fear that I was marrying the wrong man. Hmm. And in that moment, I chose, I chose to marry him anyway, because the word of the Lord was, this man is called to be a father to a generation of fatherless sons. Mm -hmm. So I obeyed the Lord, but there was something internally where I wasn't actually in agreement with that word. I wasn't in agreement emotionally. I wasn't in agreement in my soul. My soul was saying no, whereas my spirit and my body because I did get married, we're saying yes. Yeah. And that's where the stronghold is, friends. It's in our soul, in mm-hmm. our mind, will, and emotions. And he began to show me specific lies that I was believing. One of them was that I was not supposed to marry Scott, that I married the wrong man. And because that specific lie had been spoken over me directly before we got married, And over the course of our marriage, it had been spoken more than once. And every time, instead of questioning the lie that was being released against my covenant, I questioned on my covenant. And the reason was, was because I was still in my orphanhood. Hmm. I was still looking for somebody to validate me and telling, tell me that I had obeyed the Lord. Hmm. And here, Papa, here I was on the plane talking to Papa God. And he said, daughter. I have ordained this covenant and you must cut off the soul ties. You must leave and cleave from these specific soul ties. You must separate yourself in the spirit realm and say, I'm going to fully cleave to my husband. And I'm going to repent for agreeing with the devil, with the enemy who's been trying to destroy my marriage. Why? Mm -hmm. Because The enemy, at one point, he knew better than me that Scott and I were called to utterly demolish his works, right? He didn't want us to do that. Right. And so I I really believe this is a word for the body of Christ. Oh, 100%. And actually, Harmony, we just last week finished a teaching series on marriage. So this is like a perfect... A perfect companion. Yeah, we did a marriage 101 series and uh, Lauren and I did. And so this is a perfect kind of segue into that because people may be looking at this and going, okay, Harmony, I get it. You know, uh, okay, but talk about family deliverance. I'm like, here's the thing though, guys, it's got to start with you before it can run off onto your kids, you know? And I think that's so, we can't, you can't save, like you can't lead someone into freedom if you haven't been set free yourself um you can only lead people as far as you've gone and as far as the lord has taken you so uh this is really good harmony i have a question okay um you mentioned principalities and you mentioned 
um, oh, I'm, I'm in this regional area of principalities and renouncing those things. I've heard a lot of people say, hey, don't go toe to toe with a principality by yourself. Um, you know, and maybe there are other people that have different opinions on this, but yeah. it seems like there's a difference between like per, the personal effects of, of a print, ruling principality, personal yeah. effects and being able to plead the blood and renouncing that. And then taking on the regional principality yourself, which isn't recommended, especially as a we Christian. But I wanted to hear your thoughts on that, because I know there's going to be other people that are like, well, I am really curious about that. Thanks for listening. The Elijah Fire podcast is made possible by donations like yours. To become a partner, visit ElijahFire.com slash give. That's great. That's a great point. Um, And I do want to say, like, when you're in agreement with demonic judgments against your spouse and against your covenant, it will bleed into your your children's lives. It will massively impact whether or not you can be in unity in your parenting. Hmm. So because of that, it's extremely important to recognize if you've in some way agreed with the enemy against yourself. That's where it starts. It always starts with with the internal stewardship. So I just wanted to partner with you in what you had just released before I respond to the principality. I I 100% agree that there are many of us are not called to personally confront a principality. We're not ready to do that. I would say though, that it is the, the goal of the fivefold ministry mm-hmm. to dethrone principalities. So mm-hmm. I'm speaking right now as a teaching prophet, which has yeah. been a, a major shift in my calling over the mm-hmm. last two years, mm-hmm. moving from prophetic teacher to teaching prophet in that I'm called to re to disrupt regional toxicity. Okay. I'm Woo! a disruptor. Yeah. Um, what is not healthy? What does not agree with the kingdom? Does not produce kingdom life. That's what prophets do. We come to disrupt, to dethrone, to pull down, according to Jeremiah chapter one, strongholds of darkness. And I do that and I teach on it so that each one of the individual believers who's hearing my voice right now can do it in your personal life. Mm, so it's not about you individually confronting a principality. That is my part of my calling and my job. But as I confront the principalities, you're going to be confronting the spirit of perversion that has an open door in your home or the spirit of judgment that has an open door in your home or the spirit of the orphan that has an open door in your home. And all those things are principalities as well, but they have minions. They have lower class, familiar spirit, demonic entities that go and do their bidding. And those those little minions are your call to walk in absolute daily authority over them and to recognize where you and your family are giving them space, where you're building them a little house, right, where they can come and live. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I have, have to deal with those things in my life, too. But the reason I am fit to rise up and be part of a regional solution is because I daily, right? I daily listen to the Holy Spirit telling me anything that is in me that is in in disagreement with his spirit. I'm dealing with any minions that try to come into my personal space all the time. 
And as I steward my heart and my home, my authority has grown. And the manifestation of that looked like my job, my, my workplace is coming into agreement with the spirit of the Lord. It looks like me going into other people's homes and helping them bring their lives into agreement with the spirit of the Lord and to deal with their specific agreements with darkness. Mm. It looks like me mothering and mentoring others to walk in their spiritual authority. And as I have grown in all of these things, Papa has said, thank you. You are good steward. And because you've been a steward of little, I will make you steward of more. And as you steward that, your stewardships will grow. But we don't we don't start with the principalities, right? We're going to start with our everyday struggles. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. <laughs> yes. Curse? Yeah, absolutely. So and then in regards to the demonic curses and uh, still having been in agreement at some point, especially words that have been spoken over your marriage and you believing, Oh, this wasn't that Scott wasn't right. Were these things that maybe you didn't often recall, but you had come into agreement with them and it was maybe in your subconscious or as a back burner kind of a thing where you're like, Oh, I forgot. I put that one on simmer. You know, that's a, that's a really good question. I think it was a, an internal, sometimes subconscious meditation, but it was a, it was a, I would say a deep seated lie that I believed mm. because the people who spoke these things over my marriage were quote unquote authorities. Yeah. And because of that, it caused a lot of confusion. Yeah. It caused yeah. me to question my own ability to hear God's voice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I was stubborn enough to still marry the man of God. Thank you, Jesus, that I did, right? I was stubborn enough to say yes to the call of God on our lives Mm -hmm. to parent a generation. But deep down, I was carrying fear that I had somehow missed it. Or I had missed it, but God was making up for that in some way. And Mm -hmm. like, he would would work it all out, you know? Yeah, he's like, well, this wasn't my plan A, Harmony, uh, nor was it my plan B or C or... As a matter of fact, it was, uh, it was my plan Z, you know? Right. Uh, it, yeah, that's not the way God operates. No, no. And he had given me clear prophetic Yeah, see, that's um, it too. And it's, the enemy is always going to be quick to, to, to come in, even if you've had an amazing confirmation. You know, once the, the excitement of that revelation wears off, you may have even docu- well-documented it and whatever means. And then you have a bad day. Or the enemy comes in uh, as you start to come down off of that mountaintop experience. And he's like, you know, God didn't really say that. You're imagining it, you know. And for some reason, Harmony, there's a temptation that is like, oh, maybe you're right, you know. And it's like, come on. What's so fascinating is I'm the direct opposite of that. I am like a dog with a bone when it comes to the prophetic. Once God has spoken to me, Mm -hmm. uh, people will come and they may try or or the spirits may come. The demons may come and try to cast confusion. But I literally hold on with all of my might to what God says. And then I begin to prophesy it and prophesy it. And the more that spirit comes against me, the more I prophesy. No, this is what we're called to do. We are called to parent a generation of of fatherless sons. We are going to change the world. We are going to be whole. We are going to be parents. This is going to happen. And and even that's I think God made me that way. He mm-hmm. made me 
for the battle. Mm -hmm. He made me for the victory. Mm -hmm. And he knows he, you know, the thing about the prophetic is we can absolutely and should pursue the prophetic according to first Corinthians 14. 100%. And if you're willing to do that, this is a little bit like the scripture. Many are called, but few are chosen. The prophetic is very much like that. If you want it, it's available to you. Mm-hmm. Literally, God commands you to desire to prophesy. Mm-hmm. So if you want it, it's available to you. The question is, do you want it? Mm-hmm. Now, because I was desperate to be loved because of, of some wounds from my past, I was desperate for his voice. And my entire life, even through, you know, you know, my story of being in a cult and a lesbian yeah. relationship mm-hmm. through all those things, God continued to love me by speaking to me. He knew that was my love language and that I would receive it as love. And that I would, in the end, I would come into agreement with the word. Even when the cycles of brokenness were playing in my life, the word of God would end up being the compass of my existence. And that is just the goodness and the faithfulness of Papa God. He's, he is like that. I'm speaking to someone right now. He's pursuing you with his voice. The question is, will you come into a partnership? Because we can say, like that day on the airplane, the Lord said to me, daughter, he, I mean, he didn't, he wasn't, he was, he was disciplining me. He wasn't, it wasn't soft, right? Mm -hmm. It wasn't like, no, sweetheart, you know, like. fine, just the way you are, yeah. No, I asked him a straight question and that, that God who, who is amazing gave me a straight answer. He said, daughter, you have spent 12 years in agreement with demonic judgments Mm, yeah and you you must leave and cleave you must end your soul ties to these these others who are trying to and it's not a person really it's the spirit behind the person yeah you must end your agreement with these spirits and cleave to your covenant which i have ordained before time began i ordained it and i have worked all things out together for good And according to my purposes, even in the midst of your brokenness, Mm -hmm. you must decide you are going to agree with what I say about your covenant. And it starts with you asking me forgiveness, Mm. daughter, for not agreeing with me and for internally at times nursing hatred towards your husband because of these words that were spoken against him. Yeah. And I, 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 I guess I, the reason why I wanted to kind of stop here with getting clarity about those demonic judgments and, and being in agreement with those and the soul ties as a result is because, and it's not that I'm trying to facilitate a culture where we're constantly trying to find new things in us. Well, clean is clean. When, when some of you like are, are good, but there are some people who it, it's what you're talking about, Harmony. I mean, here you are as a spirit filled believer done amazing things god has used in tremendous ways but then there was this underlying thing and i love the humility to actually express that and the transparency because that's what helps others go the distance that revelation going whoa like even okay harmony's in a similar position i'm in and i feel shame but here harmony is 
you know, vocalizing this underlying thing that was, you know, in her. And I think Harmony, like that's what goes, that's what makes a huge difference is that transparency and humility. And, and, and that's bringing a lot of, uh, already bringing a lot of freedom to people and revelation to people of going, Oh my God, goodness. I have said the exact same thing about my marriage and it was, yeah, it was when we got married and, and, you know, this person said that about my husband or my wife. And, um, yeah. and so harmony, like this is a, this is a, this is like a very key integral piece to this whole message about family deliverance, this right here. So hundred percent. Um, I, I think it's really important to, to recognize I hear God because I am clean. Mm. So think about Moses and the, the high priest Aaron and Joshua who would go in and sit, or even David going yeah. into the holy place. What did they understand about themselves that the, maybe the rest of Israel didn't understand? They had a new covenant messianic understanding of their relationship with God that only the spirit of the Lord could make one worthy to stand before the Lord. Yeah, come on. And that's why David yeah. said, do not take your Holy Spirit from me because your spirit makes me holy. Hmm. So we stand before the Lord is clean, not because we don't have some things we still need to work on, not because we don't struggle sometimes with agreements with isn't what isn't of God, but because of Christ. And because he sent the Holy Spirit the one who makes us holy to live inside of us, which means we can boldly approach the throne of grace to receive help in time of need mm -hmm. because we are clean, not based on whether we got all our poop in a pile. Like I like to say, you know, yeah. not based on whether we got it all figured out, but because of the blood. So yeah. the reason I have, I can hear the Lord say hard things to me is because I believe that about myself. They yeah. have nothing to earn, nothing to prove that I'm perfectly loved, perfectly accepted okay. in the presence of the Lord, dressed in the robes of righteousness, that what he's about to tell me is not a deal breaker. The deal has already been made. Jesus himself made it. But what it will do is it will allow me to know him better than I have ever known him before. To go to a new place with him, a place that before a belief system I had was keeping me from experiencing. But because of what Christ has done, because the spirit of the Lord lives inside of me, I can hear my papa say some hard things to me that will take me to a new place of understanding who he is. That is a continual process. We, with mm. unveiled faces, beholding as in the mirror, the glory of the Lord are being transformed from glory to glory by the spirit of the Lord. I love this that. is a process. This and is it so is, good. It's because of what he already did. So that we do need to understand that. And I am not one obsessed with demons. Okay. You can tell I didn't even talk to Satan. The only time I talked to the spirit of judgment was at the very end. When I said, I see you spirit of judgment and I do not partner with you. I break all my agreements with you. Mm. I seize back the territory you've been holding in my mind, will and emotions. And in the name of Jesus, I command you go to the feet of Jesus to receive your final judgment. <laughs> that was all I said to the spirit of judgment. All the rest was between me and Papa. It was mm. a, a, a further deepening of our intimacy. It was a me letting him into a space 
to bring me into a manifestation of his son's nature and character. It was intimacy. And mm. so that is, that is deliverance, friends. And if we want to walk in this with our children, we must walk in it ourselves. So this was one area that the Lord in the last three so months, good. if there's anyone listening right now and you have been holding on to judgments, lies that do not agree, not just about your spouse, maybe about the church. Maybe you've been holding on to unforgiveness because a pastor wounded you. Maybe you've been believing lies about yourself because as a small child, someone spoke lies over you. Those are demonic judgments that do not agree with Papa. Mm. And he is here today saying, daughter, yes. son, you're already whole. You're already clean. You're in my presence. Come into me. Come into a greater manifestation of my son. Know that all those judgments are under the blood and you are only what I say you are. Leave and cleave from judgment. Leave and cleave from lies. And be, you know, cleave yourself to me. That's yeah. what the Lord is really saying. Oh, man. That's so good, Harmony. Man, so I, like, honestly, Harmony, like, I've been... Like I, I have to like refrain from, I'm like, this is really good. This is a really good way to explain this to people. Yeah. And I'm like, trying to like take notes, but at the same time, I love it's, it. re it's really good harmony. Like this is bringing, oh man, guys, you're free. You're free. You're like that. What you're describing is operating from a place of victory. What you're describing is us seated from heavenly places or in heavenly places. Yes. This what you are describing is what Colossians says we are hidden with Christ in God. Like the, yes. all this stuff that's what you're describing. Yeah. yeah. Boom. Mm. Well, think about think about this. Think about the surgical room. My mama was a surgical nurse and my sister is a surgical nurse. So, I have a lot of anal analogies from the surgical room. The surge a surgery is a very private event. Why? Because the space has to be very clean. The surgical room is probably the cleanest place in the world. Yeah. Everything is sterile. Everything is sanitized. They have to go through this whole process and they have to wear a certain type of, of scrub that has been sanitized before they can go in. And someone else has to put it on them and somebody else has to do this and this. So they're not actually touching any of the things that they're putting on, right? It's this whole process that they go through that is a lot like the Holy of Holies. And inside the surgical room, they take out tumors. And it is a private, intimate event where you are asleep. If, the, if you're the one in the surgery, if you're the one having the tumors removed, you are under the anesthesia. Mm -hmm. You're out. And the master surgeon comes with his scalpel in, in a completely clean, sterile environment. You are in his hands. You are, or her hands, you are in the hands of the surgeon mm -hmm. and in the hands of the anesthesiologist. Mm -hmm. And this is a beautiful picture of what God does to deliver us. That's he great. puts us, right? He brings us into his holy place. He puts us under the anesthesia of his love. And then he removes the tumors, the things that are not in agreement with his heart for us. 
And this only happens with intimacy. It only happens because you're already in the arms of Jesus. He is the surgery room. So this, this is what we need to understand about deliverance. It is not a matter of shame. It is a matter of intimacy. Papa is like, come be with me. And I'm going to heal some more things. I'm going to reveal some more things about myself to you that will set you free in ways you've never, you've never imagined. And as you ex- encounter me, my nature and character will manifest in you and around you. Help Elijah Fire continue to make an impact around the world. All donations go toward making Elijah Fire and the Elijah Fire podcast possible. Visit ElijahFire.com slash give and become a partner today. So, Deliverance is rooted in intimacy and freedom and knowing who you are. Mm. The, the more I have allowed myself to be loved, the greater freedom I have walked in. So make, make, one, of the, one of the things that the enemy does to keep us from deliverance is to keep us in shame. Yep. Because you cannot walk into the, the surgical room shrouded in the filth of shame. Yeah. You cannot approach. Shame will keep you from approaching the throne. Shame will keep you from the arms of Papa, where it is exactly where he wants us. And then we pass on this culture of shame to our spouses, to our children. We create an environment where it's actually shameful to repent. It's shameful to own your mistakes. Why? Because we have a performance mentality that says, if I don't have all my stuff together, I have failed. Mm-hmm. The only friends, the only reason we see our stuff is because we've been in the presence long enough to see it. Mm-hmm. It's because of obedience that we experience deliverance. If you've experienced deliverance, your daddy is so proud of you. It, it it means that you stayed long enough in his presence to let him heal you. That's fire does this very natural thing. It brings dross to the surface. It's funny. I was, God's awesome. I was literally like, anyways, continue. <laughs> you were thinking that I yeah. had like a whole mini movie playing out in my head about that very thing. And then you, you were talking about that. So, yeah. Come on. Yeah. So the, it's a matter of obedience. You got there because of obedience mm-hmm. and the angelic armies and the hosts of heaven are all applauding. Good job. Good job staying in daddy God's arms long enough to let that stuff come to the surface. That's beautiful. Next, on to the next, on to the more freedom, on to the more beauty. And and like you say, really that first step of repentance, just saying, and I'll use myself as an example, right? Because it's my own process. I said, Papa, I'm so sorry for being in agreement with demonic judgments against my marriage and against my husband. And I'm sorry for holding um, unrepented hatred that came from this spirit of confusion that came from these lies that were spoken over me. I just ask your forgiveness. Now, what happens when we ask for forgiveness is we it's like it's like literally running into the waterfall of his love immediately you're under his influence. It's like, I always like to say, it's like if you had a fortress and you were flying one flag over the fortress and it Uh was the flag of the enemy. Because when we're in agreement with the enemy, we're behaving like we belong to him. 
We don't. It's a lie. It's all a fallacy. It's all a, a, a deception. But we're behaving as though we are in agreement with him. We are his property, even though we are not. And so when I say, when I turn towards Papa, it's like I'm taking down that flag and I'm running up the flag of Christ and all the demons in hell know, okay, it's about to hit the fan. We're, we're, they're, they're already running. The minute you say, Papa, I'm sorry. Boom. All the demons fly away. Do you know why? Because they hate the sound of repentance. They hate the sound of intimacy. They can't stand. That's, that's why there's so much vulgarity in word, in the expression of the mouth. The enemy wants to fill the airwaves with the opposite of what repentance and intimacy sound like. Whoa, I'm saying some stuff right now. Yeah, I know, for real. <laughs> the so enemy awesome. is, he's, he finds the sound mm. of repentance repulsive. Yeah. So the moment you say, daddy, God, I'm sorry. Mm. Boom, the spirits begin to flee. Mm. And the angels pull out their swords because you are now operating in the authority of heaven. Mm. And they immediately go to battle. They immediately begin to slaughter the, the hordes of hell. Why? Because you're the one with the authority. We have to understand this. It's not the angels. The angels are waiting on the sons of God. All of creation is waiting on the manifestation of the sons of God. The angels are waiting for Christ to manifest through you. And the moment he does... Off they go to do the bidding of the Lord to destroy the works of darkness. And you didn't have to do anything. Yeah, you just on. said, Papa, I love you and I'm sorry. Mm. And all of a sudden there's a shift in the atmosphere. All of a sudden there's freedom in the atmosphere. All of a sudden there's a face-to-face -face connection. And not because daddy turned away. He never does. But we had turned away, right? The mm. flag that we had run up was not his flag. But now all of a sudden... We've turned back, which is what repentance is, right? Yeah. Uh huh. So I yeah. turn into the face of the Lord. I'm snuggling with Papa God. Where am I seated? Far above all principality and power and might and name that is named in heaven or on earth. I'm seated in the throne with Jesus. My Papa is holding me. The second heavens are beneath me. So when I turn to face the spirit of judgment, I face it from victory. Mm, come on. That is why James commands us to submit to God first so that we may be seated with him. Mm. Mm. And, and this so simple process, asking the Lord for forgiveness, which we call repentance, renouncing the enemy, which is where we break our agreements with mm -hmm. whatever that thing is. For me, it was judgment. And then replacing it with Holy Spirit, three simple steps, can be taught to any person, can be taught to children. My children perform their own deliverance. I sometimes help them recognize when their behaviors are showing me that they're in agreement with something that doesn't agree with their sonship. Mm -hmm. I'll be like, hey, what's your thought life like right now? Man, yeah. So Harmony, I want to pause here really quick because you were like, you were saying, uh, I'm, you know, God, I'm sorry. And, 
and that the repentance that takes place in that whole process of re, re, you know repentance renounce repent renounce replace um is it important to completely identify the lie or like i, I really want people to get this so if 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 you recognize yeah there's something i keep doing like there's 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 something i keep for some reason i keep leaning towards this so in the you know, maybe in the case with, you know, someone similar in your situation, falling into despair in regards to their marriage because they're yeah. realizing, oh, I made a mistake or they think they made a mistake right. based off of coming into agreement with demonic judgments. Right. Is it important to identify the lie or can you do a generalized thing? Why or why not? I really want to pinpoint this for people because I want them to have something they can grab a hold of because there's some people who are going to do some big work over the weekend. So. Uh, yes. I would say it is it is important to um, to identify the lies, and the reason I say that is because the lies reveal what you actually believe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's good. The, the up here, your agreement is in the lie, and your authority is when you come out of agreement with that lie. You see, God created everything with His words, including His covenants. So we have created an agreement, a contract with the demonic spirit through a lie. It's like a written contract in the spirit realm. In fact, if we were to go to the Lord before repentance, he would say the the enemy, the accuser of the brethren. Now the blood trumps everything I'm going to say right now, but this is a principle. It's important for us to understand. The accuser of the brethren goes before the Lord. Revelation says so, and so does the book of Job. Mm -hmm. What is he showing the Lord? The contracts. (laughs) Which should upset everybody. (laughs) It should upset you. Yeah. It, 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 yes. It should take us off royally. Yeah. But let's get ticked off here first. Yeah. Right. Let's stop looking out there at the church, at pastors, at pro- prophets, whoever else. Let's look right here and be like, what does the enemy have on me? Mm-hmm. Yeah, what grounds man. does he have? So that looks like unrepented sin. And it looks like lies that we have chosen to believe that have given him authority in our lives. Okay. Now, again, it's all deception because the blood trumps everything. But you need to understand there is a king in heaven and there is a king on earth. Tommy Raimi says that. He says, you know, in creation, God created everything after a pattern, after the patterns of heaven. And at the end, he said, well, there's a king in heaven. There needs to be a king on earth. Guess who that king is? It's us, friends. It's us. That's why Jesus needed to come as a man. Who was God in order to restore the authority, the kingship to man, to human beings. Okay, friends. So we have the right to yield up our authority to the enemy. That's what they did in the garden of Eden. I was going to say, this is established. This isn't a new concept. This is established in the garden with Adam and Eve. Go read Genesis. If you're like, oh, go read Genesis. And Jesus reclaimed it all. All authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Go therefore, the word therefore means because of my authority, you now have possession of the entire earth. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations. Yes. That means all the nations belong to who? Well, us. And who can yield them up? We can. So we must decide not out there. Right here, where have I yielded up territory in my heart? 
Because the thing is, friends, it doesn't start with your workplace. It doesn't start with your marriage. It doesn't start with your kids. It doesn't start with, uh, you know, you want to preach the gospel to the, you know, the un unsaved people in South America, wherever it is, right? It doesn't start there. It starts with hard stewardship. It starts right here. Mm -hmm. And the enemy knows. He knows that he can hinder all your authority out there if he can hinder it right here. Okay, so must start with us examining what grounds, what does the contract say? What, what contracts did I make? Okay, and this is really, it's quite easy to do. When the enemy comes, he, he likes to sound like you. He likes to sound like me. And he knows from past listening to us in the past, the lies we have believed in the past. He's not creative. He is a mocker and a scoffer. He is a, he always brings the counterfeit. He's not creative. So what does he do? He just repeats the same cycles. Mm -hmm. So in my life that has looked like rejection and I walk in greater and greater realms of authority and freedom from rejection every single day as I embrace my daughterhood. And there are still layers and there are still times where I'm like, oops, there's, there's a little lie right there. Mm -hmm. Oh, it snuck in. I see rejection. I do not partner with you. Now, if I've come into agreement with it, I need to do that repentance piece first. But at some point, you get to the place where you begin to see the lies when they're all way out there. Mm -hmm. Oh, I see you coming for me. Well, I that's it. It, it, it. It's the difference between being like on, like if you look at like an expanse of a field and the enemy is running towards you, when you have unrepentance or you're in agreement with those lies, it's like you're right at the front of that field where they come out and they, and, and what repentance does and that process of, of being sanctified actually puts so much distance behind you, uh, uh -huh. between you and them that you actually see them coming. <laughs> it's kind of like they like in comedy when like you see an ar army and they're like, ah, running and then it cuts to a wide shot and they're like super far away and yeah. it cuts back and they're like, ah, anyways. Yeah. So. It's exactly what you're saying. It's that you have been seated in heavenly places and you have the 30,000 foot view. You know exactly what the enemy's doing. You know what he's up to because you can see it all before he even gets to it. Yeah. You know his strategies because the thing is, okay, the thing is, is when you go sit in the heavenly places, there's a throne room, but that's not the only place in the heavenly places. There's also the council chambers of the Lord and the judgment seat of Christ. And he wants to invite, as Jeremiah Johnson says, he wants to invite his warrior bride into the council chambers where we sit at the table with the Trinity and he begins to show us in advance what the enemy wants to do so that we can be strategic, so that we can begin to see in advance. Oh, okay, I'm going to my, I'm going to visit that person. I'm, I'm going to another place and I'm going to run into this thing and I see that strategy. And so I'm going to walk in spiritual authority right now. Great is the peace. Great is my peace. As I submit to my daughterhood, as I sit in the councils of heaven, the strategies of the enemy cannot work against me because I am seeing in advance. This is intimacy. This is why, this is why we can't be afraid of repentance. Because repentance is a constant returning to his face. It's a turning back to his goodness. OK, 
Okay. And when he exposes a lie, you need to understand there's no shame in the exposure because you're in the surgical room and you ain't exposed. Hmm. You're under the anesthesia of his love. You're perfectly safe. You are literally perfectly safe. And so he's exposing it not because he's upset with you, disappointed mm -hmm. in you. Yeah. You know, he, he finds you disgusting. All of that is lies. He's exposing it because he's about to whoop, take it out and then pour in the balm of Gilead and the love of God and the, his presence and his goodness and his spirit and then suture you back up and heal it. And then you walk out free from the presence of the Lord. That is a process that we can walk in daily with God. And it's so beautiful and so freeing. Mm. There are some people listening to the sound of my voice right now that have struggled with cyclical behaviors that keep coming back. The reason is you are wounded in your soul. Mm. Your soul is like a house. That's what Jesus taught. He taught that the, the soul of the man is like a house. And in order to clean the house, you must first bind the strong man. That's identifying the lies that we've come into agreement with. Okay? We're going to bind the strong man. Mm. We're going to walk in spiritual authority, but we're not going to leave the house empty. We're not going to leave our soul empty. We're going to let the spirit of the living God come and dwell in every place and heal the wounds. This is the picture the Lord showed me. He showed me that the wound itself can become like a little hut. The wound becomes like a little squatting place mm -hmm. for the spirit. But if we will take our wounds to the Lord, if we will invite Jesus, and there's some memories. I just feel the, the unction of the Holy Spirit right now. There's some memories playing in people's minds right now. Friends, if you have a memory on repeat, you have a wound and a place where the enemy can attach itself to you. Mm, yeah. You're not possessed. You're massively oppressed. You're the, literally the enemy. It's like you have a handle on your soul and he's holding on to it. And when you invite the Lord into your wounded place, all of a sudden, it becomes the place of healing. It becomes the place of fruitfulness. It becomes the place of intimacy. As my friend, Pastor Jan says, Jan, uh, Jan you might know them, Garrison and Jan Elkins. Do you know them? Yeah. They're prophets yeah. in Oregon. Yeah. She's a spiritual awesome. mama to me. Yeah. Garris is, Garris is legit. hundred percent. They both are so powerful. And she told me, she said, daughter, you know, that, that, place of pain is a portal for the glory. Hmm. It's a place of meeting. It's a place of encounter where the Lord wants to pour out his healing. And so that to me is just glorious and beautiful. So if the Lord is revealing to you right now, some cyclical wounds, some tapes on repeat, the Lord is showing you in the same way that he showed me. He said, daughter, you've been in agreement with judgment. You've been confused and I'm breaking it right now. Hmm. And I'm breaking those lies off of you so that you can come into agreement with me. I believe this is happening for some people who are listening mm. right now. Yes. You are being, re it's being revealed to you right now to be healed. And as I speak, you're coming out of agreement. You're saying with me, Papa God, I ask your forgiveness for partnering with the spirit of judgment, the spirit of rejection, 
the spirit of abuse. I was abused as a child. The spirit of abandonment. I was abandoned as a child. The spirit of the orphan. I was, you know, I didn't feel like I belonged. I didn't have a place of my own as a child. The Lord will begin to show you where the wound is. And right now he's pouring out his glory. It's a portal for his glory. My grace is sufficient to you. He said, Peter, to Paul, excuse me, in 2 Corinthians 12. My grace is sufficient for you because when you are weak, my strength will manifest. The glory of the Lord will manifest. So right there in the place of wounding, the Lord is meeting you and he's pouring out his love. He's saying things to you right now. Some of you are hearing God speaking some specific things to you, saying, for example, it wasn't your fault that those things happened to you. Like what you're hearing? Help us continue to make Elijah Fire and the Elijah Fire podcast possible. To get behind this ministry, visit ElijahFire.com slash give. Now back to the show. I grieved with you when you experienced that pain. I was experiencing that pain as well. Hmm. He's speaking to your heart. I have forgiven you. I release you from the bondage of self-condemnation and self-loathing. Right now, the Lord is releasing healing in the place of wounding. So then now you can turn to him and say, Papa, I ask your forgiveness from partnering with those things. And I receive my identity as a son. I receive my identity as a daughter. I come up and sit in the throne with you. I come under your, your prayer shawl, Jesus. I come under your protection. I submit to you now in Jesus' name. Mm. And then from that place, so easy, you just turn and you address the spirit. Remember, you're seated above, far above all principality and power and might and name that is named. And so you just address that spirit now. I see you rejection. I see you judgment. I see you abuse. I see you a perversity. I see you pornography. I do not partner with you. I renounce you. I revoke any agreements I have with you in the spirit realm. I seize back my blessing. I seize back my territory, the territory of my mind, will, and emotions. I return to you every lie. They're not mine. They belong to you. Take them back. You will return every curse from me. It will be returned to you in Jesus' name. I bind you in the name of Jesus. And I command you, go to the feet of Jesus to receive final judgment for your crimes against me. Mm. There's a great book I would love, and I think I've mentioned it before on this show. I'd love to have, encourage people to get it's called Shifting Atmospheres by Donna De Silva. And a lot of these principles that I walk in are a combination of sozo principles and listening prayer principles. And so you can find more information on these topics. You can DM me if you would like, you know, if you're looking for, if you're a woman looking for inner healing, you can DM me. Um, if you're a mama or a daddy with kids who need inner healing, I'm here to support you in this. You see, because as you begin to walk in this, it gives you the authority to walk in it in your home. Mm. You begin to see now because you understand, we understand that we're the apostolic authority in our home. 
So that means we're called to discern what's coming against our kids. We're called to discern what's coming against our, our spouses. And the reason we're not discerning is because that thing has a foothold in us. Hmm, and good. our authority has been yielded up to the enemy. So if you're like, I'm not, I don't think I'm walking in spiritual authority. I don't think I'm discerning what's coming against my family. In fact, I feel like I'm always playing catch up or I'm just reacting to every attack. I'm just reacting. You need to look internally and ask Papa, does he have any grounds on me? Mm, that's good. Yeah. Come on. And then as you, as you begin to partner with the, the Holy Spirit, as you begin to bring yourself daily into agreement with his goodness, daily into agreement with his lordship, his kingship, as you submit to him, then your discernment is going to naturally grow. You're going to begin to see whatever doesn't agree with him. Your submission will put it all in stark relief. You will be able to see where there is something off. There's a there's a, there's like a twist there. It's not in agreement with my king. It doesn't sound like my king. It doesn't look like my king. It doesn't feel like freedom. There's a stench to it. There's something there that's not quite right. And you'll be able to walk in spiritual authority in those areas. Come on. Yeah, and I think the thing I love, Harmony, about the way you teach about family health, um, spiritual health, um, is that it's it's interesting because you have this way, and I know it's a heavenly revelation. You have this way of just pinpointing something very pointedly that, you know, because people want the answer of like, no, 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 how do I pray for my kids? And I'm like, but don't you see, like, if you can achieve that freedom within yourself, you then know how to help others through that stuff. So you could give people this like step-by-step, intricate guide of okay when your kid does this or that or this or that but at the end of the day it's knowing your identity and like that's what i loved so much about your teaching series that you did kitchen table kingdom very great if you have not checked it out everybody um is that you talk so much about identity and you're addressing the viewer or the listener that's what you were doing and i was like dude this is this is awesome like this is because it wasn't like this and then it was so easy then to look at everything from a grid of that place of freedom and knowing your identity and knowing who you are. Um, yeah. And we're releasing that. We're releasing that series as a podcast next because we've been releasing them as audio only podcasts. Uh, and so the next one is going to come out next weekend and that's going to be harmonies. So you guys super great. We did, we did four and then a bonus one because you know, <laughs> there's so much to talk about. Um, yeah, yeah I, I think it's important for us to recognize that if you're seeing an issue in your children, the root is never your children. Mm. I need us to hear this. Okay, yeah, friends. So good. If you are seeing a, a consistent cycle of behavior crop up in your children, the root is never your children. The root is always in the parenting. So I, yes, I can come on here and teach you principles or, or, you know, practical steps to help your children behave better. Or I can teach you how to walk in personal deliverance because the Lord spoke to me this summer and he said, daughter, I want a deliverance minister in every 
single home. Mm -hmm. I want mothers and fathers to not wait upon the church to get their children set free from what binds them. I want a, a, a generation of parents who are empowered to walk in spiritual authority because they have dealt with their own contracts so that they can rightly discern what's happening in the spiritual environment of their home. It all begins with heart and home stewardship. And if we really want to see multiplication, friends, if you are in a place of stagnancy, if you're in a place where your ministry isn't growing, your marriage is struggling, you're struggling with your finances, you're struggling in your work situation, you're struggling in your church, you're seeing the same patterns happen over and over and over again. Friends, you must ask the Lord, what is the contract? Why does the enemy have grounds to come against me? Because you are a daughter and a son of the living God, given full authority upon the earth. The only authority he has is the authority that we give him. And am I saying we have some personal responsibility? 100% I am, friends. I'm saying that from a place of no shame, from a place of sonship, from a place of belonging, you are anointed to destroy the works of darkness. That you, this isn't meant to lay you under, under shame. This is meant to light a fire underneath you and a righteous indignation within you that you would say, no longer, I'm going to start with me, whatever that is, whatever open doors I have, whether it's media, things I'm watching on TV, social media, listening to voices that are cursing me. If I'm listening to people's opinions that don't agree with the word, cultural and social influence that doesn't agree with the scripture, whatever it is, I'm going to deal with it in me first. Because if you have a 16 year old who's addicted to TikTok, it doesn't start with them. Hmm. They are a reflection of what they see. And you may be in a place like you've had lots of breakthrough, but there may be some things from your past. There may be some things in the generational line. And none of this is to lay you under condemnation. It's to cause you to arise, rise up, rise up, giant slayer, rise up, get up, man of God, get up, woman of God. It's time for you to get on your armor and go to battle for your own heart and for your children. Stop blaming society. Stop blaming culture. I'm going to tell you what the Lord said to me. He said, you know, daughter, would you hold the living accountable? I said this on the last one. I'm going to repeat it. This is a double word of the Lord. Would you hold the living accountable or the dead accountable for the state of the world? And I said, well, Papa God, I think I would hold the living accountable. He said, the only people who are living are my sons and daughters. And one day they will stand before the Bema seat of Christ and they will answer for how they stewarded the earth. They won't be able to say to me, the political system failed me. They won't be able to say to me, the education system failed me. They won't be able to say to me that the world didn't do its job because friends, it was never the world's job. Hmm. So listen to this mama, speaking from a mama heart, speaking from a heart of love, speaking from a passion for the church. I love the church. Speaking from a passion for the family. I love the family. This is not to condemn you. This is to set you free to do some serious damage to the enemy. You are nobody's slave unless you choose to be. Hmm. 
So if you're struggling with addiction, I struggled with a 20-year addiction to pornography. I know exactly what that feels like. I know exactly what it feels like to have a coping mechanism that worked for a season because you didn't have anything else. And you recognize now that that coping system doesn't work anymore because it's not, you recognize that it's not righteous. And you're, you're still stuck though, because that's all you've got. And you don't know where to turn or what to do. The Lord is the answer. The Lord is your deliverer. And this simple process of repentance, renouncing and replacement will be a starting place, a springboard, if you will begin to practice it. And then, you know, there's a couple other things you can do to really establish your freedom. One of them is to meditate upon the scripture and to pray in the spirit. Mm. If you will marry spiritual authority, that's the repent, renounce, and replace, with the word and the spirit, you will experience long-term freedom. Mm, so good. That you have to have all three. You have to have the spiritual authority. If you've never addressed the demons, they're not going to go anywhere. They're going to stay. Okay? Mm-hmm. They're going to come back too. You can send them away for a moment, but what do you need to replace it with? Oh, the spirit. And what does the spirit turn into flesh? It's the word. So you need all three to manifest Christ. And so this is, this, any all of us, we can all do this together. Mm-hmm. And if you will, then what happens is it's a delight to daddy's heart. It's a, a fragrance of worship to him. And he will say, as he said to the good steward, thank you for stewarding what I gave you. I gave you a little and I will make you ruler over much. <laughs> because you stewarded this heart correctly, Now I will make you the ruler of your home. Mm. And when you steward your home correctly, now I will make you the ruler of your workplace. And you will see a domino effect of deliverance if you will stop looking outside for the answer. If if we as a church, and I'm changing to we because it's so important we understand the church, Jeremiah Johnson has prophesied this, other men and women of God, the church has an addiction to events, but we don't know how to walk in daily deliverance. So we're running around, pray for me, lay hands on me. me. That's it. (laughs) But what I'm saying right now If you will get up in the morning tomorrow and when that spirit of perversion comes and tempts you to look at something online or to give yourself pleasure or to be angry, rageful towards your children or to lose your patience in traffic. If you in that moment will say, hold on now, that's not the voice of my papa. I I think maybe I've been meditating on that. Papa, will you forgive me? All of a sudden, what was somebody else's job? just became your empowerment. Mm. What you thought some minister, some holy person, some anointed person needed to do in your life, (laughs) you just stepped into the place of authority. (laughs) You don't need them, friends. You need community. 100% you need community. Just like you need to be listening to the sound of this mama right now. All right. Yes, we need community. Yes, we need a reminder. But you know what you need to be reminded of? The universal priesthood of the brethren. You are a priest and a king and a prophet in your home. 
You need to remember who you are. And that is the purpose of community, not to cause addiction to, to events and spiritual highs. Amen. Oh man. I'm so glad you said all of that. That's, I mean, you just encapsulated my heart for Elijah fire. And it's just that like, Harmony doesn't have something like all everything Harmony possesses, everything that Krista Elisha possesses, everything that Kelsey O'Malley and Andrew Whalen and Andrew Tao and everybody uh -huh. else all comes from knowing the father Ooh. and knowing whose they are. That's where it comes from. Okay. And, and, and people have asked me, even myself, how can I have these encounters that you've had, Jeff? How can I have this and that and whatever? And I'm like, just seek his face for the sake of seeking his face. Like I don't go on, you know, God, today you're going to get, today I'm going to go to heaven today. I'm going to get, and look, it's okay to desire those things. Okay. That's that those are, those are a definition of good desires. Yeah. Um, okay. rather than I'm going to go look at porn, you know, right. <laughs> right. Just be real here guys, yes. but it's, it's just to be with him. And also I didn't get some impartation from going to an event. It was like, Guys, it came from reformed theology. That's that that's where I came from. So, like, that's not even that wasn't even preached. Uh, and even when I experienced a real coming into the Lord, I, I still wasn't in a place where you know the prophetic was encouraged or even embraced at all. Um, you know, and so uh it, it's it, it's from seeking his face and knowing whose I am, you know. So and I, even I'm getting like revelation of there's always further we can go in the Lord. And that's the exciting thing. It's not like, okay, well, you reach this destination. Like it, it's, it, it's a process. And even I'm getting even more revelation of just exactly my authority. Just listen to harmony. I'm like, oh man, like, so. This, and this is the thing, right? Like, unless. Guys, unless all of us decide that the metrons of influence, the spheres of influence, the arenas of influence that the pop that Papa God has given to you are your responsibility, they're not going to be reached. Okay. You need to understand. We need to understand and grasp. Now, God may cause deliverance to rise from somewhere else because that is the God that we serve. And that is what he said to Esther, right? He's, Mordecai said, listen to me. If you choose to remain silent, the Lord we serve who is faithful will cause deliverance to arise from somewhere else. Yet you and your family will be lost. Hmm. Now, the question is, is that what you want? Do you want God to have to raise up someone else because you decided to remain silent mm. because you allowed shame to say you, you couldn't admit you had struggles because, because you decided that you weren't worthy of freedom. Friends, friends, or maybe, maybe bringing Jesus to your families outside your comfort zone. Maybe you're not a speaker like me, friends. 
walking in the spirit and demonstrating love, First Peter chapter 3 says, can totally transform a family. You don't have to say a word according to First Peter chapter 3. Now, Peter's addressing wives at the moment. I really believe this applies to everyone. You may win a person without a word. However, Romans also says, and this is why we have the full counsel of scripture, Romans also says, how will they know unless someone goes and preaches to them? Mm-hmm. That's Friend. why like people writing on that, preach the gospel, and if necessary, use words. I'm like, I, I think that's an oversimplification. Hundred. <laughs> it's both. So yeah. if you only, this is the problem right here. Bing, bing, we got it. Okay. If you only preach the gospel and your lifestyle is broken. That's it. Yeah. They will look at you and say, why would I desire a God with no power to transform? Right. This is the number one turnoff of denominational churchianity. I don't even like to call it Christianity. Churchianity. Because it's not really Christianity. (laughs) Churchianity, new word. Love it. Yeah. 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 So this is the problem with denominational churchianity is that it's not attractive. It's yeah. not desirable. Nobody wants to be bound more than they already are. They don't need your list of rules to know that they are sinning. They know that they are bound. What they want is a God who can transform their lives. Hmm. You know what they're hungry for? They're hungry for meaningful relationships where they feel safe and loved, where they feel embraced, where they feel known. And where they can be free from what binds them. This is why we flock to deliverance ministry events. Why do we go there? Why are they so popular? Why are people? It's because people are so hungry for God who will intervene in their horrific messes. Friends, you're carrying that God. I'm carrying that God. And it doesn't start with them. It starts with us. So many of us are settling for an inferior relationship with God. He's paid for all of it, for the full package, for the true sozo, spirit, soul, and body. He's paid for it all. And if we will but choose oneness with him, intimacy with him, right? Right? This is about being with him. If we will choose him, he will begin to reveal and heal what is broken in us. And then we will spread the fruit everywhere we go. And our lives then will match our words, which was my point. My point is, friends, they need both the word and the lifestyle. See, this is what happens when you have the word and the spirit, the spirit and the word. What happens is the spirit takes the word and makes it flesh. He makes it Christ and Christ is manifested in your life. This is where people look at you and say, oh my goodness, something is so different. Why are you different? Why are you free? Why is your marriage healed? Why are you still married with all the stuff that you came out of? Why are your children healed when they came out of so much brokenness? Why will your children clean the house, but my children won't clean the house? And my children have experienced no trauma and your children came out of devastating trauma. Why is there a difference between your family and my family? People ask me that on a regular basis. Harmony, why are your children so loving? 
what you know and they still have struggles okay so i'm not painting them as angels they they are normal human beings with broken they still are healing from some brokenness yeah the difference is they are rooted in sonship and they have been given the tools of the spirit and the word in order to manifest christ in their life and they've been given the tools of spiritual authority Mm. they know who the real enemy is and it ain't their brother when your children are fighting, they don't know who the real enemy is. But I can just look at my sons and say, have you forgotten who the real enemy is? Have you forgotten who doesn't want you to love your brother? No, I haven't. No, that's the enemy, mom. Yes, it is. So what do you need to do? I can fix. I can totally fix it. My sons Come on. believe they can solve problems. You're raising good humans, Harmony. Yeah. <laughs> By the grace of God, by the grace of God. Okay. Yes, I do work hard at it, but I also, it's because, because he delivered me because he delivered me. And what am I to do, but to give what I have been given friends, we must give what we've been given. Start with your own heart. I think some of us are like, you know, we're like, well, I was given salvation and that's enough. According to God, it's not enough. According to God, heaven is not enough. He wants the earth too. According to God, your spiritual salvation where you die and go to heaven is not enough. It's not all he wants. In the same way that he is Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, he wants you spirit, soul, and body. He wants all of you. He wants every tree to sing his praises. He wants the oceans to rejoice over the kingdom of God, which is manifesting on the earth. He wants it all, and he won't settle until he gets it all. So the question is, will we hurry the coming of Jesus? by manifesting the kingdom in our lives, by starting with our own hearts, will we rejoice sooner in the coming of Jesus? I really believe Jesus is waiting on us. Hmm. He's like, I'm gonna give them some more time because I want the full reward of my suffering. I want them spirit, soul, and body, not just their spirits. I want their souls and their bodies too. And all of us, including me, are in the process of learning to submit and to resist the enemy. But today's the day, friends. Today is the day when you begin to walk in your authority. Mm-hmm. Well, Harmony, why don't you pray for that? Yeah. Take take some time, however, however long you, the spirit leads. Go for it. Yes. Thank you, Lord. Papa, we just... We just love you so much. And we love you because you first loved us, Papa. Oh, my goodness. You've loved us so well, Papa. You've loved us so well. Oh, you've loved us so well. I just feel the tangible love of God all around me right now. I feel it. The fire of the Lord. I feel like the warmth of his love all around me right now. Right now, he's pouring out the the tangible tangible manifestation of his love on you. He's pouring out his freedom on you. 
He's pouring out his preemptive grace on you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. We just take a moment. I really encourage you that if you are listening to the sound of my voice, that you do not multitask at this moment. I really encourage you to sit, sit on your couch, sit at your kitchen table, sit on your bed, and hold up your hands. Because Papa is pouring out his love right now. The tangible manifestation of his goodness is being poured out. And physical healings are taking place right now. I hear the Lord saying, I'm removing the root of bitterness that has kept you bent, says the Lord. Bitterness will no longer keep you bent. The spirit of infirmity will find no purchase in you, daughter of God. Yeah, the Lord is saying bitterness is purchased for the enemy. Bitterness and unforgiveness, as my good friend Chris Elisha says, is, is, are the same thing. And they are grounds for the enemy to take up space in our lives. And I hear the Lord saying, I am pouring out my grace upon you right now to forgive those who have wronged you. Yeah. Yeah, as a, as a prophetic act right now myself, I bring to remembrance those who have set themselves against me and I release incredible, overwhelming blessing over them in the name of Jesus, over each and every one who has ever wronged me right now in the name of Jesus. Follow me in suit, friends. I bless you in the yes. name of Jesus, each one of you, anyone who has done me wrong, anyone who holds malice against me in their hearts right now. I honor you and I forgive you and I release upon you a prophet's blessing in the name of Jesus. I release to you the voice of the living God to hear God speak and to come into the kingdom, to come into intimacy, to come into fullness. Right now, I bless you. I bless you. I bless you. I believe in you. I love you. I honor you in Jesus' name. And I say, as Stephen said, oh God, do not hold their sins against them. As Jesus said, Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. Even those who have abused us in the past right now, we release blessings blessing over them in Jesus name. And as we say these words, I see the surgeon. He is inside of your soul, in your heart. And some of you are feeling some pressure in your physical being right now in the heart region because the surgeon is inside the cavity and he is removing the root of bitterness from your life that has been purchased for infirmity. It is being removed from you right now in Jesus name. As you bless your enemies, infirmity begins to slip and slide. It's got no purchase. It's got no purchase on you anymore, says the Lord. We bless them and we laugh over them in Jesus' name. We rejoice over them in Jesus' name. Over any who may have hurt us, over any who may have done us wrong, we rejoice over you in Jesus' name. Oh, be blessed. Be blessed. Yes. Just say those things with me, friends, in your homes, on your beds, on your, you know, on your couch, in your car. Bless them. Be brave. Be brave, says the Lord. I give you courage, the grace of courage right now to forgive and to release blessing over those who have wronged you so that you may be redeemed from bitterness 
so that you may, uh, the enemy may lose his hold on you in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. We worship you, Jesus, for the healings that are happening right now. Physical manifestations of healing. Jesus, even as I have been healed, as I was set free from demonic judgments right now, in the name of Jesus, physical manifestations of healings. Arthritis is being broken right now in the name of Jesus. Heart disease is being broken right now in the name of Jesus. As bitterness loses its hold on your people, oh God. As we begin to walk in personal deliverance. Oh God, right now I release the anointing that is on my life. The mantle and the authority. You told me that I could give everything that I have and I would never run out. So right now I release my entire mantle of deliverance over every single person who is under the authority of my voice right now in the name of Jesus. And those who will listen to the replay. In Jesus name, you are the deliverance minister of your family. You, as Genevieve Dawn says, are the frontline evangelist, the bloodline evangelist of your family. And you have been anointed to dismantle belief systems that have given the enemy a foothold in your generational line. And I hear the Lord saying, there are dormant mantles in the generational line that have been hindered by strongholds as if there's been a building up in response to anointing. There's been a building up of a demonic stronghold. And the Lord is saying, I am dismantling the stronghold in your life so that you may walk in the mantle of your generations, the mm. Lord is saying. You are going to manifest the call of God on your life as you never have before. Wow. Thank mm. you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Some of you are being activated right now in your prayer language and in spiritual gifts right now. Just begin to pray mm. in the spirit. Open your mouth. Utandi sipate kuata sipate utasipate sipate okua sabande asita. I am a river of life in your belly, says the Lord. I am the one who has redeemed you. I have called you by name. You are mine. I am with you. I am. Mm. Killing you, says the Lord. Luhate de Shidaka, a Seando Simba Kua by a Siate Okua, a Satea Siba Siba. Some of you have burned for African nations, I hear the Lord saying, Cameroon in specific. And I hear the Lord saying, I have raised you up in this hour. I am raising up a company who is fit to go into the darkness of darkness, to go into witchcraft dens, to go into places where there are witch doctors and there is great darkness and evil being done against my children and I have anointed you and the entire reason I am asking you my daughter and my son to begin to walk in spiritual authority right here in your heart is because I have called you to take down strongholds over nations the reason we have been afraid to confront principalities is because we have had something in common with them but in the days to come I will cause a people to arise who have nothing in common with my enemy who have nothing in common with the 
principalities. I will anoint them and in due time, they will see the principalities of their regions begin to topple. Not because they went out for a fight, although some of you will be called to take down a Goliath with a stone that says deliverance. It says deliverance. It says deliverance. The Lord is saying some of you will take down a giant with the stone that says deliverance and it will be started right here in your heart hallelujah hallelujah some of you are anointed to actually address specific principalities in future and as you submit to community and covering and you have prayer warriors around you to pray for you and to cover you some of you will begin to arise in your calling to break darkness at its source in jesus name hallelujah we worship you jesus for you are a delivering God. The body of Jesus is the arm of the Lord. And the arm of the Lord is the spirit of deliverance. And deliverance is the bread of the children. And we will walk in it. We will manifest it. And we will impart it to our children in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Mm. Mm. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I just see someone who has pain from a from a broken bone that didn't rightly heal. <coughs> Excuse me. <clears throat> if that's you, I'd like you to put a, a comment in the comment section that there's been some pain in your body because uh, you need to be weight bearing, says the Lord. And right now I am healing this uh, spot in your body that, not, that did not properly heal. The Lord is saying you will be weight bearing again in both the natural and the spiritual. You will no longer you will no longer limp under a previous wound. And I hear the Lord saying this is both natural and spiritual, that you will see a great deliverance, a great healing in your soul uh, from a place of trauma, even as this bone is rightly fused. You may feel a change in your body right now, even as I'm speaking to you. And I want to encourage you to do what was impossible before, because the Lord is healing your body. He is restoring you. And he's saying there is a, 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 a mantle that you are meant to carry, that you have, uh, it's, it's like you've resisted a little bit because of self disqualification. And the Lord is saying, I have qualified you and I call you weight bearing. I call you a stone in the wall of the Lord. I call you a cornerstone of your family line as you lean upon me. And I hear the Lord saying, you have been as one who came out of the out of the desert, leaning on her beloved. Never stop leaning on me, even as I strengthen your physical body in Jesus' name. Mm. Thank you, Lord. Thank wow. you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. 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 So friends, this is not the time to say that was a really good teaching and um, wow, can't wait till next time. Right now is the time for you to have a family meeting where you begin to address some things with your, your spouse and your kids. Right now is the time to say, 
you know what? I need to repent to God. I probably need to repent to my family as well. I need to own some of my attitudes. I need to be an example to my family. It's not a time to put this on the shelf and say, oh, I'll think about that later. Come on, come on. Oh, uh, Illumination just told us, Christina Psalmist, come on, big toe never healed. Wow, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. You know, the big toe represents balance in the spirit realm. It represents authority and the way you walk. It represents that that anointing and calling and the walk, walking the walk. So, Christina, right now, in Jesus' name, I bless you. I honor you, woman of God, and I just I uh, validate you and affirm you right now. And I release a mother's blessing over you. Mm-hmm. And I say um, there, there's coming a, a breakthrough anointing. I hear Micah over you that the one who is your breakthrough goes before you, is opening a doorway for you. He is your breakthrough. And the Lord is healing you right now. Come on. Pain is going. Pain mm. is going. Pain is going. Pain is going. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Holly B, I have to get x-rays for my foot. It broke in 2006. Come on. Come on. Thank you, Lord. Crooked, so I limp. Both of these are about feet. Come on, Jesus. Mm. You're speaking right now. This is a double portion of anointing. Same body part, two times. The Lord is saying, I'm releasing healing. I am releasing a straightening of the limbs. I'm making you weight bearing and I'm bringing you in remembrance of your calling, says the Lord. I will straighten out the walk. I will bring you into an upright place where you feel confident in your stride. Thank you, Lord. And that means walking through new doors. Um, anyone can receive this, but I'm speaking specifically to these two ladies. The Lord is saying he wants you to begin to walk through some new doors. Don't be afraid of new opportunities. He's in it. He's on the other side of your risk taking. Mm. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Mm. Praise the name of the Lord. (sighs) Praise you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Hmm. Wow. Yeah. Wow is right. I see a relationship too. I mean, I could just keep going, but I see a relationship to a brother sister relationship that the Lord wants to restore. I hear the Lord saying, I will give you strategy um, to, to bring healing. I hear the Lord saying, I actually needed to prophesy this word because it's prophetic for the body of Christ as well. So uh, Jeff and I are a prophetic picture of what the Lord wants to do in the body of Christ. The Deborah anointing is only truly uh, possible when the men celebrate the Deborah anointing. There has to be an allowance. They have to allow it. See, the, the men of Israel had to allow something that had never existed before in history. And that was a woman who was both a spiritual and a governmental leader. And so there has to be an uprising of brotherhood and sisterhood, of sibling healthy relationship in the church. And this can only take place when there has been proper parenting. Mm -hmm. Sibling relationships are always a reflection of parenting. So 
in the church, God wants to do this. He wants to heal our relationships with our brothers and sisters. Mm -hmm. And some of you need this healing in the natural as well. Um, I understand this so well. So I just bless you right now in Mm. Jesus' name. I bless you to love your siblings, to forgive your siblings. Yeah, come on. Come on. I hear the Lord saying, it's not too late. I am the God of the impossible. And when David was in the cave, I gathered his family to him. Come Mm. on. Thank you, Lord, for restoring families. Thank you, Lord. Mm. Amen. Amen. (laughs) Dude, that was legit harmony. (laughs) Thank you, Jesus. (laughs) God's awesome. Yeah, he is. Mm. Yeah. Um, How do you land something like that? Uh, (laughs) If any of you guys are wanting more resources specifically as it pertains to your children. Cause again, we talked all about boom, which is going to have a ripple effect on your family. Harmony has a lot more to say on this subject though. And so in the description under stuff we talked about, you can actually get her book called kitchen table kingdom, raising world changers one meal at a time. And you can also go and listen to the five part uh, teaching series, or you can wait until next week when it gets released on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, all of that. Um, however, you want to do it. Uh, but if you want to listen to it now, if you go into YouTube under playlists, you'll see a playlist with all of her messages. You can just play them, listen to them in the background while you're doing whatever. Take notes, however you want to do it. Uh, those are a couple of other ways that you can, or you can re-listen to this. Uh, that's another thing you can do. So. Um, Harmony, how can people follow you? Uh, what's a good place for people to kind of corral? Uh, let, let the people know. You can follow me on Facebook and Instagram. I'm the only Harmony Klingenmeyer in the world. So just yeah. Harmony M. Klingenmeyer, um, author and speaker. You can follow me on my public page because my private page is full. Um, so please go on over there and do that. I would love that. That would be amazing. And, um, and I'm putting out prophetic words and encouragement, some pertaining, well, they all, they all pertain to family, um, Mm -hmm. but they also pertain to other things as well, but (laughs) everything God is saying, the whole entire Bible is about the family. So, um, they all pertain to family, but you can just find so much that will feed your soul. And, um, that comes from Papa God's heart is biblically based. It's rooted and grounded in my, you know, 40 years of study of the scripture. Well, okay. 39 or whatever. Anyway, so a long time I've been studying the word. Um, So I would love to have you come and join me. Um, There's some events coming up as well, depending on where you're at in the United States. I'm going to be in Oregon in November. I'm going to be speaking at Revival Church in Albany and Salem. You can look them up on Facebook and we're going to be doing a family revival. So I'm going to have resources to sell there as well. And um, I'll be speaking at a parenting conference here in Minnesota. If you're listening in Minnesota, uh, also in November, and you can find all the information about those things on my Facebook pages. Mm, come on. Harmony. Thank you. We just honor honor you uh celebrate all the stuff that god has done in your life um man it's just it was great 
It was so great. This is one for the books, people. Uh, so share this with people that you think could really benefit from identity. Because uh, again, all this family stuff, it starts with you. Uh, and so, uh, yeah, mm, so good. So good. Harmony, thank you so much. It was a pleasure. Thank you yeah. so much for having me. Absolutely. Absolutely. We'll do it again. Absolutely. Guaranteed. Um, everybody have a blessed weekend. On Monday, we have a new voice. New voice that I've been getting to know. Um, her name is Tatiana Bergam, and she started a podcast called Prophetic Justice. She works in anti-human trafficking, and um, she really saw a need to merge what God is saying, the justice of God, merge with the prophetic. Um, you know, so anti-human trafficking, all those types of things, merge with the prophetic. What is God saying in these different issues? And she actually invited me on her podcast. I have done some very small work in anti-human trafficking. Uh, specifically engaging with Johns, uh, the men that go to these places to seek services um, and, and talking about my heart towards these men. Because um, uh, I think there's uh, they're an easy target uh, for us to to throw our disdain onto. And, um, and so we talked a little bit about that. I was actually very transparent too, even more than I am on here with a lot of my process of things God has walked me through and just coming to where I am now. Uh, I was just like, whoa, yeah. So she definitely has an anointed to draw that out of people. Um, so I'm really excited. She's just embarking on this journey of this podcast. So we're going to be talking about that and everything else. I can't wait for you guys to meet her. She's super great. Um, so that's uh, 2 p.m. Pacific time, 5 p.m. Eastern time. Also, guys, ElijahStreams.com slash donate is how you donate. You get into the double whams. You support this ministry. You support the wells and what God is doing. Thousands upon people. Thousands of people have been exposed to the gospel because of your guys' generosity. So we love you guys. I'm so excited. People have gotten set free today. All that good stuff. Uh, so let's just uh, let's have a great weekend, everybody. And we'll see you at 2 p.m. Pacific time, 5 p.m. Eastern time on Monday with Tatiana Bergam. Love you guys. Okay, bye. This has been Elijah Fire. Thanks for listening. For more episodes like this, you can check out the Elijah Fire podcast on ElijahFire.com, on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. You can watch us live every weekday at 2 p.m. Pacific time on YouTube, Rumble, Twitch, and Facebook. Elijah Fire is presented by Elijah Streams and is part of Elijah List Ministries. Go to ElijahFire.com slash give for more info on how you can donate today.